On your left, Marvel Talk on Get Into Geek. This is episode seven. My name is Mitch, here to talk about the MCU, all things Marvel. Along with me, Captain Marvel himself, Matty Gibson. What's doing, brother? Ahoy, hoy. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, here we are. Look, it's been a big, uh, it was a big weekend, and I was really hoping to utilize today's episode to talk about a lot of the things that we learned about at uh, on both Disney Plus Day and the entire D23 weekend, but uh, we're, we're running out of recording time because uh, I also wanted to talk about some She-Hulk, so I reckon we might save a lot of the uh, the come down from D23 to talk about in our next episode, and once again, just focus on uh, on some She-Hulk because we're recording we'll, this. We'll let Twitter calm down first. Yeah, yeah, if it will ever do so. Uh, <laughs> you know what, and that's, that's a great place to start when talking about this episode. I love that we got the Wong prologue, and then we first catch up with Jen in her kitchen saying, hey. I guess you saw that Wong is back. God, everybody loves Wong. It's like... Giving the show Twitter armor for a week. Oh, I love the meta-ness of that of that line. But yeah. did you say that knowing for well it was gonna be or did you even still the writers not anticipate the level of comments that they got? Uh whereas that's a funny line now because the show is getting hammered on Twitter yeah. by uh, by butthurt uh dude bros a lot, but um I still don't think that having Wong is enough to shield them from I that, just but... I just love how they doubled down after yeah. just fully ridiculing their own fan base last week. Well, you know, the the toxic part of their fan base, uh with all like the the online comment montage and all that kind of stuff. I love that they've just doubled down again this week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jen was like breaking the fourth wall more in this episode than she has in the past, and I felt it fit better. Yeah, like she was either doing it like not enough or too much kind of thing. Like this, I, yeah. I feel like this was the like oh no, not too much, but it's like she wasn't doing it enough for it to be really enjoyable. So, like, I was almost like, well, just don't do it at all. If you're only going to do it once per episode, don't bother. But this, mm. I think, she definitely upped the level. Because I almost feel like she was almost a secondary character in this. I feel like mm. she was kind of in the B-plot with the dating stuff, which, to be fair, I wasn't hugely interested in. Mm. Whereas, yeah, it was kind of Wong and uh, Dunny Blaze and, <laughs> and and Madison as the, um, as the A-plot, which was totally fine with me. It definitely kind of lent itself towards it being like one of those procedural law shows where it's yeah. kind of like it's the the case of the week yeah you know in the, you know in the same way buffy would have the monster of the week and and all that kind of stuff it's like well this is the case of the week so you just kind of see how your main character slots into this this plot how they're inserted into it so yeah i um i really enjoyed that yeah especially with the uh with the open being at the magic show you actually get to it like law and order sort of thing you see the crime before you see the cops that uh you're yeah. there to follow every week and uh, yeah because uh, you know i guess the the general feeling by the people that are liking the show online was that oh episode three we finally got to see what this show can be because it was a, a court case and you know as they pointed out in the fourth wall break it's an a and b plot court case because both of them are working on different um uh, uh different cases within the show whereas this i think was like hey yeah now it really feels like that because last week we we had a court case this week we have a court case whereas last week didn't have that um that benefit i guess whereas um yeah uh i hadn't thought about that the fact that she was like the b plot in her mm. in her own show uh and it's it's weird when they joke about the fact that this isn't going to be a, a cameo show but then two weeks in a row we have 
Wong pop up, and I'm like, oh, he's yeah. like one episode away from becoming a supporting character in this <laughs> in this season. And I don't know that that's going to happen. We might not see him again. I kind of hope that we don't. Not because I don't love it. I actually love the fact that Benedict Wong is just showing up everywhere. He's been in yeah. Doctor Strange too, which is where he kind of is supposed to exist. You know, he's in Avengers films. He's in a She-Hulk TV series. He pops up for a small cameo in both Shang-Chi and Spider-Man, like... He's yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I love someone that just gives themselves like that. Like, they're being compensated. And everyone that doesn't want to do that isn't a bad person. But I just love that he's like, yeah, I'll chuck on the robes. I don't physically have to get into shape to be Wong. I am Wong, yeah. you know, and just put me... Put what, me I, what I love, too, is he was kind of originally... He was he was the plucky sidekick. Mm. Like, but but with Strange and Wong, it was always that, that flip where Wong has always been, like, the curmudgeon, grumpy, you know, he's the straight man. Whereas... You know, Doctor Strange has been the wild one as opposed to, well, I guess they're similar to like a Rhodey Tony kind of scenario where Rhodey has always been the straight man, but is still kind of the the sidekick in a way. Yeah. Whereas like by this episode, I'm like, Wong is his own fucking character at this point. I want to show where it's him with Madison as his sidekick. Like I would watch <laughs> the hell out of that show. Yeah. Like it's, it's... <laughs> he's his he's his own lead character now, which is which I fucking love. If we're gonna introduce Madison, can we introduce her properly? Madison with two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. Wow, but not where you think. I pissed myself the first. I mean, I probably every time she said that because it's such a ludicrous, repetitive joke that that's kind of what made it work for me. Yeah. But I think within the context of them being this shitty. LA magic show, which they have few scenes pop up here and there where you start to think about what that world looks like within the context of it being surrounded by superheroes or world galaxy universe changing events like the snap and all that sort of thing where here's this guy with fake magic, right? Like he's there doing card tricks and pigeons popping up and it's all sleight of hand sort of shit. I'm like, hang on, how do you get people to come to your show when there's like insane stuff happening for real in the outside world. Not, yeah. not that everyone needs to go and book a reservation in the middle of downtown New York, hoping that some building's going to fall down and, you know, Thor's going to come through and save them or anything. But like, how does that industry stay alive? How do other works and people with that sort of work still exist in a world that, you know, five years after the snap and a couple of months, couple of years after the blip? How does this. How does the world fall back into place and that thing still exists? And then for it to be revealed that Dunny Blaze is um is a former student, you know, he lasted a week at uh, Kamatas, yeah. which was fun. But uh, that, that was just the, got that, that was as a the weird reveal for me. Like yeah. that was because it was funny. The opening scene before the title, I, w- I it was I thought it was going to be a very different show. Like yeah. going straight in, I just thought. Madison was just literally going to be in that one scene. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. she was no one of consequence because apparently there's been a lot of talk during the which I didn't know. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they said apparently in like the early press for the show, like the red carpet or the green carpets and all that kind of stuff, everyone was like, "Oh, episode four. Episode four is the episode." Yeah, which I didn't know anything about. Like apparently, like Jamil Jamil and a few others have been to, like they're like Madison is the MVP. I had no idea. Mm. So when I saw the opening scene, I was like. Oh, okay. This guy, this Chris Angel wannabe, stole that, or stole slash found the sling ring in the same way that Ned kind of stole slash found the sling ring in um, Spider Man. Yeah. 
and he didn't know what he was doing. So it's like, then we get to the next scene and it's like, oh no, he was, you know, a student and Madison's just in the whole thing as, <laughs> as MVP. I'm just like, oh my God, this is it. like, once it got to the court scene and she's like testifying, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm in love with this character. She's fucking amazing. <laughs> she is, well, she needs her own spin off show now. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of those Twitter things where it's like based on your likes, like I don't follow the actress that plays Madison, but I see a lot of her tweets where she's retweeting stuff from Marvel Studios or other, like there's been fans that uh, are doing their own artwork about uh, Madison and Wongers, the show. And she's like, oh my God, I love Twitter. But then there's Marvel Studios or Marvel Entertainment or whatever that are actually releasing official posts, like they do every week for their episodes where a new character pops up, but Madison has her own character post for the She-Hulk series, which is really cool. And yeah, nice. I, I think I thought the same thing. When she first fell through the uh, the portal into into Wong's room, I'm like, oh, is she really? Like, we're going to have the drunk girl, like, be the drunk girl for an entire... Oh, okay. but then- oh no, see, I thought she was going to be... That was it. And, and Wong was going to run with it from there. I didn't think we'd see her again. I thought yeah, that was I it. I almost like, didn't think we'd even see her post the magic show. Like, I just thought, oh, well, like, we'll, we'll hear about it. Like, that'll be, that's obviously going to kick off the show. But for her to keep popping up, and also, then I guess when uh, they bring her into the court case, she's out clubbing again. But then right at the end where she's just hanging with Wongers and they're going to... They, I'm kind of calling Wongers now within the context of talking Absolutely. about her. When they're going to sit down and... Uh, what was the show they were going to watch right at the end? Because they'd already done This Is Us. They've done Sopranos. They were going to watch something else. Whatever it was going to be. And she's still acting that way. And I'm like, oh, so is that just her... It's not that she's drunk. That's just kind of like her personality. And then I heard... An, I listened to a full half an hour interview uh, with that actress and that's just kind of her. Like, she is this bubbly, really loose personality, like, you know, really yeah, joyous, wow. obviously really enjoying the ride and the reception of her character, but... Yeah, because it, it's, a, it's a really tight rope to walk in terms of how quickly that character became charming. Mm. Like, it mm. was... Like, that first scene, I was like, oh, yeah, we all know a girl like that. She's horrible. There's that person you do not want to be around. Yeah. But then when, then when we got to the court scene, I was like... Oh, she's actually fucking delightful. <laughs> oh, I'm actually in love with her. She is so amazing. Yeah. And yeah, like it all credit to her because I feel like, yeah, you, you cast a different person in that role mm. and that character becomes just the most annoying person yeah. in the entire MCU. But I haven't I haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about it. Like everyone's yeah. just like, Oh my god, Madison was amazing. And that chemistry's gotta to work too, because her character compared to Wong is so different that if they don't as actors work well together and understand each other and the way that they're gonna, you know, uh, work the scene that's a real punish and maybe they lose a lot of that in the edit and they just kind of have to make up for it um, elsewhere and write a few more scenes where Wong's hanging out with Jen explaining shit which even that where it's a, a, it's against type for Wong in a sense when he first shows up in her office and, and starts doing his Dr. Evil air quotes and he's like he was a magician notice how I did the thing and she's like yeah you did the thing and then he does it again and it's like yeah, she's not an idiot. Like you don't have to feel like you have to mansplain that to her, but like that's just because he was so frustrated. Like they deviated enough from what we've seen of that character, but not to the point where it betrays what we've learnt before. Which, which is one thing that yeah. I always get really pissed off when, I guess, when something a show like this it exists in a serious enough world. This this MCU it's a serious enough world because of the shit that goes on. And when you make an outright comedy like She Hulk is, it can and and the Thor films it can run the risk of 
uh, not betraying, maybe that's a hard word. I mean, we've certainly said it a lot on the podcast before, but where you're, you're doing it at the expense of either the character or the story that's mm. come before. And that's what I dislike about a lot of stuff within the Thor Ragnarok and, and Thor Love and Thunder films is that it's it's making fun of, but also I feel like She-Hulk sort of border, it, it gets borderline, but it's also, it's more in the, hey, let's have fun within the world. But I sometimes I just don't think a lot of that comedy lands at the same time, but at least it's it's erring on the right side of that fine line. Um, yeah, I would say you Ragnarok and you Love and Thunder, everybody is very flippant in that, in a lot of mm. way. Like it's a flippant scenario and they're being flippant about it. But when you're like Wong and he's very serious in these, like he's still like, he's in the court case going, you know, there could be, you know, multiverse effects, you know, with him fucking around with, with this Chris Angel guy fucking around with portals (laughs) could, you know, be the end of the universe and blah, blah. And he's seriously being like, we could send him to the mirror dimension just, just until this, you know, this court (laughs) case comes through, blah, blah, blah. So he's still very serious in a lot of those moments, which I think buys it back. To the point where, yeah, like, my, I think my favourite Wong part is where it's just him just cuddling a cushion lying on the couch watching This Is Us. <laughs> to me, doesn't doesn't take away any of his seriousness because it, it to me, it's an extension of, like, that scene from, is it uh, Infinity War? Where he's asking mm. about, like, a, a tuna melt or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Doc, Doctor Strange is about to go down <laughs> to the del- corner deli. So I'm just like, there's just a, enough in there where it's peppered through. It might, yeah. it might fall victim to... You know your Ragnaroks and your Love and Thunders. If there was a whole movie of of Wongers mm. like that, yeah. But because it's just little bits at the moment, I think it still feels really fresh, and the balance feels just right. Yeah, and I I, I heard some of the, and you know we'll talk about it more in the next step. But um, when they did some of the footage release of uh, the Marvels at D twenty three over the weekend, it pretty much at least the footage they released picks up from the very end of uh, the uh, Miss Marvel series where it's Captain Marvel in uh, Kamala's uh, bedroom and then her family are there. So, like, the family made the transition from the TV show to uh, to the Marvels. I haven't seen any of that. At least as far as... Well, the footage hasn't been released online, but I only just heard word of it this morning. And... um, and it's like cool, like in the show, they're they're filling a certain role within a, a a friendlier, lighter content sort of show. But then you put them in a movie like the Marvels, which is you know a sequel to Captain Marvel, but it's also its own thing. But it, because it's a movie outside of Thor and uh, Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, they tend to sort of be in the same you know a very similar sort of serious lane. That I wonder what feel the family are going to bring it. Are they going to be exactly the same as they were in the show? Because I don't think that'll match the movie. But mm. if you, if you make them too serious and too much for the movie, then it's like, well, they're not the same characters that we met on the TV show. And I, I love all this stuff being connected, but yeah, that's why I, I feel like even Wong laying there on a couch watching this is us kind of having a, a teary, you know, cuddling a, a pillow. I don't think that betrays the very serious Wong that we met in the first Doctor Strange getting pissed off at Stephen for not learning shit and, you know, not returning his books and all that sort of stuff or, you know, uh, trying to fight off Wanda uh, at the end of uh, Multiverse of Madness and all that sort of shit. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, I'm actually thinking about a lot of stuff that I did like about this episode. For me, this is outright my least favorite episode so far. Overall, you know, but- I I thought the same thing, and it's kind of like, I think it was felt very disjointed. Like each individual scene, I loved, mm. Mm. but them as a whole, I felt a little bit weird. It did kind of buy it back for me with at the end when Jen's just like, 
oh, this is a bit of a weird ending. Hopefully there's a good tale. Like, I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. did kind of like that self-referential because, yeah, as a whole, like, episode of television telling a story, I don't think it was great. But mm. each individual scene on its own is like a little vignette. I loved. Yeah. So I'm in this yeah. weird dichotomy in my head about it. Yeah, like, I feel like the whole Donny Blaze thing, I'm like, really, we're dedicating 35 minutes of storytelling to this this guy, this character? Like, Wong, for me, if that's in a movie... Wong takes that sling ring off him within three seconds, and that's the end of that little story. Yeah, right? it doesn't bother with going to court, just we takes go to his court, sling ring away. And then we have his representation, like, dancing or doing magic stuff as well. Like, when I think that's what pulled me out of that scene, where Donnie's doing something, you know, magical, and then his, his old man support act, you know, helper, is doing it as well, but then the lawyer gets involved. And I'm like, I hate a... a where, where everybody's comic relief. I hate that because I'm yeah. like, I can't take anything seriously. If everyone's comic relief, no one is, right? Like if everything's funny, nothing is because there's no up and down. There's no peaks or valleys or, or any of that sort of stuff. So, And I guess that's why maybe, and because I knew it was coming, I did like the dating subplot because I'm like, oh, well, how does that work? Like we've seen Falcon try and get a bank loan. Well, how does a superhero yeah. go on a date? And the idea that everyone knows who she is, but also unlike Falcon, she looks very different uh, in her superhero persona. Yeah. Yeah. The most the most unbelievable part about that whole subplot, though, is the fact that anybody would find Tatiana Maslany yeah. unattractive. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, dude, like I can take a big green woman. I can take a guy that can open a portal to a, a mystical dimension. But you're telling me you went to bed with She-Hulk and you wake up and Tatiana Maslany's there and she's made you breakfast and you're like... Uh-uh, I'm out of yeah. here. I'm like, bro, we're not living in the same world, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm glad we thought the same thing. <laughs> it's weird because going into this, I, I watched this on release night. I was very clear about that to Sarah. I said, look, the first episode took me six days. Episodes two and three took me, again, two or three days to watch. I'm sick of watching this show after having... Twitter told me what to be angry about before I watch it, right? You know, yeah. it was twerking for episode three and it was whatever for episodes one and two. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to watch it fresh, watch it live and have my own opinion, God forbid, um, before mm. I listen to the internet. And then it ended and I'm like, oh, I just, yeah, that was kind of a dud episode to me, uh, which, which sucked because there was some like fun uh in world stuff um again the, the end it was it wasn't as groundbreaking like a lot of critics around the world have seen the first four episodes and that's they usually ended on something huge moon night i think episode four when he woke up and he was in an, uh, a mental asylum and you're like oh shit what a way to stop everyone from what and waiting for the rest of the world to catch up because that's a mm. huge moment whereas this you know pops up she gets served and it's like hey you're getting sued for using a, a copyrighted name I'm like uh oh. Okay, whatever. Like, but it's yeah, a different you show. always need to swap episode three. I feel like the big ending from like last week's episode where we end with the Wrecking Crew and they're working for somebody who's trying to steal her blood. Like, yeah, they abomination have that, being that free. needle that they're trying to get in. Like that to me, that's the big. Oh, okay, that's the thing going forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a very weird, weird sort of ending. But I am excited for the fact that we're finally getting some progress with. Titania, Titania, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, because I love Jamila Jamil. Like, yeah. very much in the same way you were getting, seeing tweets from the actress who plays Madison. I don't follow Jamila Jamil on Twitter, but I get a mm. lot, like, she comes up as my suggesteds um, all the time. So I see a lot of her her tweets about it. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with this. Yeah. Like, and she's I, like the fact that they've, yeah, the fact that they've coined superhero influencer, like, or super, <laughs> yeah. super, super powered influencer. I'm just like, that is the most LA thing I've yeah. ever heard. I cannot yeah. wait. 
Yeah, because you believe that that would happen. You're like, so, like someone's making this into it. It's got to be a social thing, right? It's not just that it's this different level yeah. of existence within that world that there are superhero people and there are not superhero people and they cannot, like the lines can never be blurred. It's like, no, someone gets superpowers and, well, of course, but that sort of, if this, if this exists in like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. world, you're like, oh yeah, there's people all over the place that have powers. Whereas mm. we tend to know about, like in the MCU outside of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like, it's kind of connected, but it's not until we find it at is definitely it's it doesn't anymore maybe it never did but that's a different conversation here though in the mcu we kind of know about everybody that has superpowers right like in the movie we know about the heroes and then we find out about the villains because they either pop up or at least emerge and uh the good guy stops them and that's it like we kind of have a grip on everybody that has um has powers whereas titania is like yeah she exists oh she's a superhero a super powered influencer and i'm like Okay, so that's just a thing now? Like, there are essentially mm. there are mutants out there. If we already knew about the X-Men, fine. That's fine. Now, I know that through Miss Marvel, we know that mutation is a thing, but not on a grand scale where you can just pluck up someone with random superhero um, or superpowers and go, yeah, that person exists and no one's asking any weird questions. Yeah. Like, She-Hulk has popped up within the world, but us as a viewer have followed how that happened. And it was a big deal. She had a car accident, a life-threatening situation, and a superhero person uh, unwillingly affected her and, and made her change. So, um, Yeah, I do hope we find out how uh, Titania gets her, like gets slash got her powers mm. in terms of, yeah, there is obviously the whole thing now with, well, Asgard is on Earth, so there's all mm-hmm. these Asgardians on Earth. You know, last week we had the, the, the shape-changing light elf or whatever it was they yeah. called it. So it's like, yeah, hopefully. And then obviously the Wrecking Crew had their like enchanted um asgardian workwear yeah so um yeah i'm hoping we'll get some kind of um reasoning as to why a titania has powers and b why everyone's just like yeah cool okay yeah she's an influencer with powers i want to say that this episode had probably the worst examples of the cgi so far but also the best and i want to say the worst maybe uh, when she's in the office, perhaps when she was talking to Wong. I don't know whether I was looking at the fact that like yeah, the portals look that. great. You know, they're just copy and pasting. They know how to make them. They've been making those effects for six years. Uh, he pops in. That looks fine. You know that's fake as an audience, but you see it and go, yeah, that's real because I know that how that exists and works in that world. But then she's sitting behind a desk and the way that she's moving and like her body's moving differently to her face because of the different layers of effects and like body doubles and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And how different, how much different work goes into creating um, She-Hulk as a, um, as a living, breathing thing. And those but- suits are terrible. Which, yeah, it's which they weird... they did mention, like her mm. her assistant, her um, sister was like, "You've really got to get some better outfits." Yeah, like... better outfits for when you're Jen, because when you it doesn't. Yeah, I I, yeah. I catch myself seeing Tatiana Maslane wearing this giant suit, going, "Oh, I don't know if I like that style." And I'm like, "No, no, that's right. She's wearing something from the big and tall shop yeah. because she's expecting to turn into She Hulk later." But the best case, I want, I don't know if it was during the date itself, but definitely when she was back at her place with the guy that she uh, ended up going on a proper date with and, and, and taking home. Uh, the nice guy, until he wasn't. Um, <laughs> the feminist, until he wasn't. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know whether it was because it was it was poorly lit in a sense because they were in in a room there was a lamp on in the corner but it was otherwise a dark a mood setter you know they're drinking wine and you know they're they're waiting until they go to bed but maybe because of that the 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 lack of lighting it allowed the faint dull lighting that was in the room I know it's all fake lighting and it's a fake creature yeah. but the way that they can CGI that hitting the fake skin and you could, I swear you could even see pores on uh, on She Hulk's face for the first time whereas other, yeah. she does look some of the shots and i i horribly disagreed strongly disagreed with uh with the online comments after the very first trailer because one you can't judge it by the trailer because they're working on this shit until it comes out people oh she looks like um uh princess fiona from shrek i'm like get your hand off it but there are some shots where i'm like oh shit she looks like princess fiona from shrek in the suit in particular it's a very yeah it's a very flat image yeah Yeah, you're right in the suit which i guess when you think about it what you were just saying about it with the dark lighting it's like well when she's in her office Mm. there's an entire wall of windows in la that they've got to sort of match that lighting to so maybe that's what it is but i found the the fight scene with all the little gremlin monster things Mm. that was movie quality for me i thought that was fantastic that was really really good i enjoyed it's weird it's that sort of you know like uncanny valley sense in it like our human brains it's like well she Hulk because she's supposed to look so human in a way. We're like, eh, it doesn't look right. Whereas you see these little goblins pop up from another dimension. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Like that's, I know they're not real, so they're not supposed to look real. So I don't have as much mm. of a uh, of a problem with it. But yeah, the whole like a lot of effects going on and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, good and bad. And and also too, like I loved the. <laughs> As soon as he mentioned, oh, sorry, Madison mentioned it, and when she landed with Wongers, and uh, and she's like, oh, so I got back because I met this thing, and then there was this demon there, and there was whatever animal, and and I had to give him six drops of my blood. I'm like, oh god, now we're gonna hear the Mephisto shit all <laughs> over again, and it might be the most real it's ever been. Maybe it is the little sort of seed droppings for um uh, for Mephisto, but it was just funny that like it's been a year and a half since we heard about that in One Division every single week, yeah. and all of a sudden a drunk girl Madison party goer shows up and goes I had to give six drops of my blood to a demon who said if I didn't he would kill me and everyone that yeah. I loved and it's like well and oh, she's God. she signed a contract and what do you yeah. need to get out of a contract yep. a good lawyer yeah. So, that's all I'm saying. Season well, finale is going to be uh... Jen in court with Mephisto debating yep. this contract written in blood. <laughs> he comes. He comes soon. Well, we, we joked last week. We, I, I fully, ex- I think, expected to see Matt Murdock or Daredevil in this episode, and that's why it was going to fall before D23. And then, obviously, they announced not any new stuff at D23, but they certainly spoke about um, Daredevil, and, and they actually mm. released a, 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 like a mid-season trailer for She-Hulk that showcased more of... Uh, of Matt Murdock and his time, which yeah, apparently which is very I've limited. Ref- I've refused to watch. I'm like, right, I don't, yeah. I don't no, need so to see I. it. I yeah. don't need I to see it. I don't need to watch a... It's weird. I'll watch a movie trailer, but I actually refuse to watch TV trailers, which is... The content goes for arguably five to ten times as long <laughs> as a film, but I'll watch the shit out of a movie trailer. So, um, if yeah, I, anyway. If I'm in on the first trailer, like, I'm in on Black Panther 2 from the first trailer, so I don't yeah. need to see any more trailers for yeah. it. I know that I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Absolutely. Um, side note, when they did the one for Little Mermaid, I'm like, oh, I was a little bit underwhelmed on that one just because it was just a lot of very dark underwater mm, shots. A lot of dark. So I'm like... Yeah, that scene where you actually see Halle Bailey singing toward the sort of open mouth of the cave, whatever that got she's me. in. That's when I was, I was like, like, okay, This yeah. looks incredible because it doesn't look like she's underwater. Obviously, she's singing, so it looks yeah. perfect. But then the hair looked a lot 
better than, say, in Aquaman, where there's a lot of underwater Correct. stuff and they're talking. Correct. The hair looked a lot more real and it seemed to flow a lot. And I'm like, and I've also heard some like amazing reports about how Avatar 2 looked at D23 yeah, nice. and that Little Mermaid looks like they've already, even though they haven't, it looks like they've utilized what Avatar 2 is about to show us as well. So we might be about to take that next sort of level um, step in uh, in at least you know underwater or water CGI sort of stuff. So I'm excited about that too. Very well, cool. we'll break Very down cool. the full um, uh, D23 uh, Marvel stuff on our, uh, on our next chat because there was a lot to go through. I mean, there weren't any big reveals, no casting news or anything, but still a lot to talk about and a lot of, uh, some more details about some stuff that we already knew was coming but didn't know a lot about about going in, uh, as in when I talk about that, Armor Wars. Um, so we'll talk about that hmm. um, next time. So, Plus uh, uh, Secret Invasion trailer. Oh my, yeah, thank you. Hello. Yes, okay, I apologies. Secret Invasion is, is more of a thing than anything else. Yeah, when I, when I like, woke up... When it was Armor Wars, I'm like, they're like, we're announcing like, Armor Wars coming to Disney Plus. Whatever. I'm like, we already done knew that. How yeah, is yeah. this an announcement? But we like, already done they, knew. Apparently, they didn't mention it at all at Comic Con when they revealed like their next, you know, the four years of content. They didn't talk about Armor Wars, yeah, wow. and um, and then at least now we got some details. But you're right, the Secret Invasion trailer. I was like, oh shit, that looks like a movie. But we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about that next time. So absolutely, Hulk episode, She Hulk. That is episode five coming out tomorrow our time, probably tonight when you're listening. Or oh, what to this. was uh, what was what was Sarah's version of it? This uh, time I don't think we've. I don't think we've got one. Uh, ah. she's, uh, she said something last night, but I think because I told her I'd mentioned the other two nicknames on the show, she was just trying to come up with something. I'm like, no, 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 mate. Yeah, it needs, it needs, it needs to, to be ad libbed. Needs to be real. So yeah. I'll wait until. Until I uh, get in front of the couch on Thursday night to watch episode five and just see what she comes out with. So. <laughs> uh, all right, get into Geek. Uh, look, you know, we had a bit of trouble with Apple last week. We're only on SoundCloud. We are now on Spotify. So if you haven't trouble with Apple, everyone, you know, in fact, everyone's got Spotify. You can listen to it for free. You know, you don't need to do anything. Just get on something special. But we're on Spotify finally. Been meaning to do that. And now that we're uh, getting uh, getting some more uh, Marvel content out there, we wanted to get ourselves on Spotify. So if you're having trouble with Apple, if they're not fixing it, which so far I'm not getting a lot back from them, you would say classic Apple because uh, you're, you're an Android <laughs> guy. Um, just jump on a Samsung and, uh, and jump on Samsung. Probably do that anyway, Matty. Uh, jump onto Spotify and, uh, and keep fantastic up with the show. people. Absolutely. If they want to sponsor the show, uh, we are Android 24-7. So, uh, all right. Well, episode... well, I am because my phone and TV are both Samsung. So, oh, See, my, my phone is iPhone, but my TV is a Samsung because mm. I just trust them, right? Hey, cha-ching. <laughs> episode does? 7, on your left. We'll see you back next week. More She-Hulk and D23. Let's get into it. Get into geek.